Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? I pray all is well. This message stirs your faith, falls on good ground, produces good fruits in your lives. I want to check in with you. How are you? How's your heart? How's your soul? How's your mind? How's your body? Have you taken time to eat today, to drink some water? Did you take time to even assess where you are today? Not just physically where you are, but like, where are you mentally right now? Do you need time for you? And I guess my saying, yes. <laughs> okay, but take some me time. And even if you got to go to work, just take a few minutes to get your mind right. Just deep breaths in and out. Say a, a quick prayer. Just God be with me throughout the day. Give me the grace I need to run my race for today. I know you want to pray like, God, please move this person out my face before. No. <laughs> don't pray to that because God may be using that person to birth something out of you. Yeah. Because a lot of times we come in contact with difficult people. We think that, okay, they just here to test my last nerve. I mean, how do y'all say that? You know, you say it, you be like, Oh, you know what? This person just here to test my last nerve. I mean, you got your neck and throat, not throat, folk moving and everything. I mean, you just about ready. You say, if they say one more word to me, just one, one more, one more word they got to say to me and I'm about to let them have it. And God says, you missing it. You missing it. You missing it. I'm using them to birth something out of you. That could be patience out of you. It could be grace out of you. It could be love out of you because you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. It could be, um, that God is trying to develop your character. To, to weed out the things that are not of him, pruning out the things that are not of him, that want to pop off at the mouth real quick. Let them know where you from. God says, uh-uh, <laughs> you're from me. You are from heaven. You were born into earth, but you are from heaven. And so as my ambassador in the earth, you're meant to represent me, not this world, not this community that you were brought up and raised in, not the family you came from. You are to represent me. And so we have to understand that the people that we come in contact with, it is an opportunity that God gives us to impact them. You may never know how you may leave an impression on them. You may never know how your Lack of reaction to their um, actions may cause an impression on them that runs deeper than anything you could have done if you would have said the words you want to say out your mouth. I gave you guys an example before. Um, oh, I didn't say a prayer. Let me <laughs> let me pause real quick. Say a prayer. And I'm gonna jump into this. Spirit, loving God, we come to you right now. We just want to say thank you, thank you, God, that we can have laughter. Thank you, God, that. Um, even in a moment where we get carried away with our day, with our time, with our agenda, with our plans, you remind us to check in with the father first. So thank you, God, for this reminder that I needed to pray with you, to spend time with you, to pray over the people. God, I thank you because I believe that there are some people who look forward to this prayer. And so I thank you, God, that I can take this moment 
to just hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And Father God, I ask that you take my mouth as I submit my will and my plans unto your authority so that you may have your way to impress and impact your children who will listen to this podcast, who need to receive a word of encouragement. God, let it be an on time word. You know what each person needs. You know what each person is going through and what each person faces, Father God. And so I pray that you give them the grace, the rest, the strategy, the patience, the love, the strength that they need to journey on this day. Father God, we won't worry about tomorrow. We thank you, God, for the grace of today. And so, Lord, be glorified always and forever. In Jesus' name I pray and church says what y'all? Amen. All right. So um oh yeah, my story. <laughs> I'm about to say where I leave off at, y'all. My story. So I remember, let me take some water, y'all. Okay. I remember, and I gave you guys this example before. So I should again for any new listeners that um, you know. I was at a particular family gathering and at this family gathering, you know, somebody just tried me, you know, I wasn't talking to the person. I wasn't paying them no mind. They were in a different conversation with somebody else in the family and I'm in a different conversation with somebody else in the family. So like, though we were in close proximity, again, I was not in their conversation. I wasn't looking at them. I didn't know what they were talking about. And lo and behold, they just felt like, cause they were drinking. And so of course the spirit in them did not sit with the spirit of light. That is Jesus. That is in me. And so they just decided to start lashing out at me and being aggressive, the talking down to me and just rude and disrespectful. Now child, the whole room took a hush. Okay. In that moment to see what I'm going to do, what's about to happen, what's about to pop off, who's about to start fighting and what now y'all know how y'all do. <laughs> and I'm saying y'all because you're my family too. You know how we do in families and 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 um different environments and whatnot. You're like, ooh, what about the head? What about to do? And so that's what basically happened in the room. Like just it was a hush. Well over 20 people in that room, and yet just a hush. And uh, and I got a large family, so that was just one room. That wasn't even like everybody that was there. But anywho, and and I responded calmly because the God in me took over in that moment. I've had enough experiences where God has taken me through tests and trials of difficult people to recognize in this moment, I'm dealing with a volatile spirit that does not like the spirit in me. Because again, you weren't talking to me. I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't in your conversation to know what the heck you were even talking about. You could have been talking about me for all I knew. I didn't know because I was not paying you any attention because I'm in my own private conversation over here, minding my own business. And so I had a choice to make. Do I respond just as aggressively as was given to me? Do I respond just as nasty as was given to me? Or do I take a different approach? And I took a different approach. I chose to respond out of love. Because Jesus Christ calls us to be salt and light in the earth. What does light do? It illuminates. What does salt do? It flavors. I chose to give a different flavor than the bitter taste that swept over the room in that moment. And so I said, what are you talking about? Like literally in that tone, what are you talking about? And so they went on just being aggressive as to what they were talking about. And I said, um, I wasn't even talking to you. And I wasn't in your conversation to know what you were talking about. And I just kind of like left it at that. 
And so they, 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 they try to go on with a, well, well, you know, trying to again, rebuttal even more. Cause again, I'm, I'm giving them truth and I'm not giving them the combativeness they wanted, which then made them to continue trying to egg on something that was not there. You trying to make fetch happen, as they say, <laughs> you know, you, you trying to make something happen. That's not about to happen. So you need to just let that alone, let it go. Cause I'm not about to go toe to toe with you. It's not worth my time, nor my energy. I got other things to focus on. I got bigger fish to fry and I'm not about to deal with this with you. And so, uh, eventually they went on to their conversation. Didn't apologize. They realized though, like, cause they said, Oh, when they realized that number one, I'm not going to go toe to toe with you. And number two, I wasn't even addressing you. And they were like, Oh, you know, but didn't apologize. Just double down until they sin. Double down until their arrogance. But it didn't stop me. Because I have, thank God from him, learned to master my feelings and to control my tongue. Because I got a lashing tongue, baby. <laughs> like we all do. And, you know, I remember a former friend of mine used to always joke. He would say, Andrea, you could say something to somebody. And you say it in such a way. That they don't even realize they didn't cut. They they've been cut, and so they f- realize a pool of blood around them, and they're like, "What? Where did all this blood came from?" Because you just sliced them up with your tongue, so smooth that <laughs> they didn't even know. So yeah, baby, I, I can't go back to that old person, but I'm not. Why? Because God delivered me from that person, and so I said this story to tell you that what happened afterwards. It wasn't just about what what happened, what transpired. What happened afterwards was people came up to me and my family that were like, wow, I just wanted to commend you on the way you handled that situation. I impressed on them a better way. So not only did I impress them with my response, but I also left an impression on their heart and their mind to realize there's a better way to handle conflict than to be lashing back out at somebody who lashed out at me. I left an impact. That then caused them to examine their own self. I planted a seed. Then it doesn't mean that they walked away from that conversation, from that incident, and immediately was changed and immediately, you know, a fruit tree was produced. No, because just like any seed, it takes time. You got to sow the seed first in order to, and give it time, work the ground in order to see harvest. You don't just get seed and then harvest. So, especially if it's difficult people, but I sowed a seed, it left an impression that impacted them. So hopefully, prayerfully, by the next time that they encounter their own conflict, something will spark in them that was planted from the way I handled it of, you know what? I remember how Andrea handled that situation. I'm going to choose to respond the way she responded and not get into it with this person because it's not worth it. It's not worth me losing my cool. It's not worth me losing my time. It's not worth me losing um, any ounce of sleep. It's not worth. And and it could be somebody at your job. So then you got to think about your job. Is it worth you losing your job and your livelihood? Over this incident, this argument, this combativeness with this person. I give you guys another example. You know, of me coming in contact with somebody who wanted to take me. Um, you know, a certain way. And, and I remember they, you know, 
lashed out at me in public, wanted, you know, to have me respond a certain way. And then when I didn't, you would think that they would walk away. But sometimes the enemy's not going to stop. He's going to keep trying. And so when th- when they didn't walk away from it, they then, um, you know, pulled me to the side. But I was still in front of we were still in front of other people and then kind of doubled down on it. And then they got pissed off even more. <laughs> I'm laughing now looking back on it because they were like, so you're not going to respond? No. Well, you could at least acknowledge that I said something since you got headphones in your ear. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you speaking. Doesn't mean I receive what you're speaking. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so I have a choice to make. To receive the death you're speaking towards me. The negativity you're speaking towards me. That's not me. And it's not speaking life into my life. I have a choice to receive that word or not. And since I know that that word can be tainted or excuse me, that word is tainted and can taint the word of God that's in me, I'm choosing not to receive it. So while I heard you speaking, absolutely, you were loud enough that everybody heard you speaking. That's why multiple people turned around to see what you were talking about. Yeah, I heard you speaking, though I had headphones in my ear. I heard you speaking, but I'm not going to acknowledge this because one of the things that the Lord said to me privately that they did not hear because again it's a conversation between me and God is while they were speaking their words God said vengeance is mine I'm your vindicator say nothing and so I did what my father said because unlike them that were yelling I was quiet enough to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit tell me to not respond and that he's my vindicator and so what does that mean that means that I don't have to leave an impression on this person to um to to state my own case or to well you spoke a lie against me or no i can impact you in a different way by saying nothing and allowing god to handle that because i don't have the power to change anybody's heart but god does and you got to think about when people are saying things against you that's uh, something that's in their heart you don't have the power to change their heart and i have lived a long enough life and have tried too many times to be my own vindicator to realize I can't change your heart. So I'm not even about to try. I'm not about to go toe to toe with you. I'm not about to go through that with you. It's not worth it for me anymore. Because while you may um, go home and get some sleep, I'm the one that's still dealing with what you said about me and what you said to me and how that impacted me. And so you can choose what you hear. Just like you can choose what you consume. Everything that is out there is not for your consumption because some things are poisonous. Some things can hurt you. I know that the devil has put out a lie in the world that says sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. But that is a lie. Because God says words have power. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that speak of it will eat as fruit. And so eating is fruit means what you plant. You either plant death or you plant life. You either speak death or you speak life. Do not be surprised if you speak death and you eat death. What does that mean? That means do not be surprised that you speak negativity. You speak gossip. You speak rude remarks. You speak, um, you know, sarcastically to people. And then you get that back because you will on- you will always reap what you sow. So be careful with your tongue because, again, you never know who is around that you're impacting. I've heard um, teachers tell me stories 
about students in the classroom and they encounter students that um curse and then they go to the parents and they're like hey you know your your child you know speaks pretty vulgar and and talks to people in a mean nasty way then people the parents are like what not my child not my baby and they and they start cussing themselves oh, I, they must have learned that from here because they ain't learned that effing stuff from me boo you just said a whole cuss word in your statement <laughs> and some people cuss so much that they don't realize it therefore they don't even realize how much they they are impacting the children around them by their tongue the tongue is a powerful weapon y'all it is powerful and so we got to understand that as kingdom ambassadors we have power in the way we walk the way we talk the way we think the way we act you never know who's watching you you never know who's listening and <clears throat> excuse me you would be surprised that a lot of times what people receive stemmed from what they spoke how they acted if you give negativity you will receive negativity and so um go with me to scripture today to um Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to finish Proverbs 18. Because uh, I taught on this yesterday, but I didn't finish it. But I want to teach you on the rest of this today. So we stopped at uh, verse 16. I normally don't do this, but I'm going to do this today for you guys. Let me take a sip of water and I'll continue. Proverbs 18, verse 16 says, giving a gift can open doors. It gets access to important people. The impression you leave, you may not see somebody say anything to you. As I gave in the example yesterday, I did not see that anybody saw the care I gave to my grandmother, but God saw it. And God is the one that's going to open the doors. He's the one that's going to give me access to even more important things. Because I stewarded well what little I had. That means the little strength I had. That means the little energy I had. That means the little resources I had. I stewarded well. I took care of what he wanted me to take care of. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't on a big platform. Nobody really saw me. Unless you knew me privately, you didn't see me taking care of my grandmother. You didn't know what I was doing. You didn't know what I was struggling with. I have um, recently connected with a college uh, friend and I remember when I was telling them, um, you know, what I dealt with during that time. They were like, wow, I did not know you were dealing with all of that. Yeah. And most people don't know what you're dealing with. But God sees it all. Even if nobody asks what you're dealing with, it leaves an impression on God because you were willing to impact the seed that he gave you. You're willing to sow it and work it and produce a harvest. Continuing on speaking, uh, go down to verse 18. Flipping a coin can end arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Let me read that again. An offended friend is hard to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. That's why I said it's not worth arguing with people because you become foolish the bible talks about when you argue with people because they're foolish it's sinful it's it's a f act of flesh as it talks about in galatians chapter 5 verse 19 
It's an act of flesh to argue and quarrel. It's sinful in God's eyes because the Holy Spirit gives you the power of self-control. That means controlling your tongue so that you do not speak what is not of God. And so when you're arguing with somebody, you're becoming just as foolish as they are. You are straying away from the things that are of God because you're choosing to go toe and toe with them. Um, you know, to give another example about this, I remember, um, you know, somebody had came up to me and they thought they were so wise and they were saying some things to me, just judging me, judging my walk of faith with Jesus Christ. Didn't know what I did. Didn't know nothing about this podcast. Didn't know nothing about me being a prophet. Didn't know nothing. D just assumed that I must not be about my father's business. And so the way they talked to me, they talked down on me and they talked nasty to me and they were actually rude and offended me, you know, in their remarks. Like it was intentional to say something that would seem offensive and hurtful. Now, I thank God that God warned me as I warned you guys on this podcast before to beware of the Pharisees and Sadducees of this time. And so when I encountered this Pharisee type of person, I realized, okay, I see what you're about because God already warned me about you. And so I don't have to step off of my peaceful chariot. I don't have to step off my elevated platform, if you will, to come down and go toe to toe with you. You're not worth it. And so I said nothing. And when I did respond, it was the words that God gave me to speak. And they didn't like what I spoke. And it wasn't what I spoke about was like offensive or mean anything like that. No, it was the truth. Um, you know, to give you guys an example, let's say they were like, um, Hey, why are you drinking that water? Cause I don't want to even get into what it was about, but that they, they were, why are you drinking that water? Because God gave me the water to drink. Oh, they didn't like that answer. Now this is not exactly what happened. But this is the example. They didn't like that answer. And so they felt like they, you know, well, God gives us all water that, and it's like, okay, but God gave me this water. And so I'm drinking this water at this time has, it's not negating Anything else you're saying, but you're also not going to scold me and offend me based on something that God told me to do. And they didn't like that, but that's okay. I'm choosing not to argue with you. And even though in that moment, I'm using the word offense, but I had an opportunity to utilize what God's been teaching me privately of let go of offenses and expectations quickly or to stay offended but see i was already in a great place and in a peaceful place before i encountered that pharisee person and so when i encountered them i realized okay i'm gonna respond the way god told me to respond and then that's it i'm going back to smiling and having a good day they walked away with an attitude but not me because god's already been working on me to let go of offenses quickly but arguments separate and we got to understand that as kingdom ambassadors again when it talks about impressional impactors you can leave an impression now what if i was a new believer what if i wasn't a believer at all and i was just trying out jesus and i entered into this particular um fellowship of of believers and you talked to me and treated me that way i would never come back i would be offended and never come back and so we got to understand that Everybody in God's eyes are equal. What I mean by that is the lost sheep or the servant is no different in God's eyes. 
not in his field. We're all considered friends to God, those that serve him and love him and according to his, according to his purpose. And so just because this person has a title of a leader of the church does not negate them from being considered um, a child of God, just like I'm a child of God. And so if I was a child of God that was new to the faith, that could have offended me and it'd been much harder to win me back. It'd have been much harder for me to stay connected. I would want to separate from everything that is this. Because of how you treated me. And so we got to be careful again of our words. Of our actions. Because you never know who's watching. You never know who could walk away. Because there were other people around. And so what if those other people were new believers. Even though I'm not. You to cause them to walk away. Based on how you spoke to me. You never know who's watching. Continuing on. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisf satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. It's the same verse that you guys will hear me saying. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those that love to speak of it will eat its fruit. It's just a different translation. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. The poor plead for mercy. The rich answer with insults. There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Jesus calls us to be friends as he is friends to us. What does that mean? That means that when we go out as his ambassadors into the world, we are to be sought in light, as it says in Matthew chapter 5, in the earth. That means that we illuminate people Towards the Jesus, the God that should be in our hearts. That means we do not respond in the way that the world responds. We do not act in the world in the way the world acts. We do not cancel people because they did something. We don't quit on people because they didn't act the way we want them to act. We extend grace. We extend mercy. We extend prayers. That's why he says in Matthew chapter 5 to pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. Pray for those who insult you. That person insults me that day and try to persecute me. And try to lie on me. But the reality is I prayed for that person. Because of who I am and the impact that God ha has had on me. Causes me to have control over my feelings and emotions. And to respond in the way that is of light and not of darkness. Darkness is Satan. And so I chose to stick closer than a brother in a sense. To be a real friend, though this person was not being a real friend to me. Because a real friend would speak in love. How many of you have friendships out there? Like a really good friend. Even if y'all have conflicts. And I've experienced this with a, a really good friend of mine. You can not agree on everything. But there is a way to agree, uh, to disagree amicably. Excuse me. There is a way to have the conversation without insulting one another, without being rude to someone else, without hurting their feelings. There's always a way to do something. It's just about your intentionality to impact the conversation in the person's heart in a way that will sow a seed of love and not a seed of discourse. It's easy to win a person back when you spoke it in love. But when you offended them, you spoke it in hate, it's much harder. To win that person back. Because trust is very hard. To gain back when it's broken. 
And I love that God doesn't call us to trust one another. He says love one another because love covers a multitude of sins. When you have love for somebody, think of it in terms of um, significant other, you know, somebody that you're really interested in. You're willing to look over their faults. You're, you're willing to look past their flaws. You're willing to just um, ignore the things that really irritate you. You're willing to still keep coming back, to still keep trying, hoping that things will get better. But that's the love in you that says, regardless of how you are, I'm going to still love you. But our families, maybe it's not a significant other, our families. Our families do things all the time that we may not like. You may feel like I got to take a step back from you for a while, and that's okay. Take a break from your family if need be, but don't quit on your family because God placed you there for a reason. And even if they're not believers, you're meant to be a believer in a dark place. You're meant to be that light, that beacon of hope in a place where they don't want to hear Jesus or receive Jesus. They may be addicts. They may be, you know, drunkards. They may be loud and obnoxious people. They may be um, volatile people. But your job is to pray for them that one day they will see the light. Not just the light in you. They will see the light that is Jesus. And that they will repent and turn from the wicked ways. As long as God gives rain on the just and the unjust. As long as God allows um, the, the just and the unjust to live every day. Meaning the good and the bad. To breathe and wake up every day. That means he has given them a new day. A new opportunity to get it right with him. To repent of their wicked ways. God does not want anybody to perish. That's why he's not being slow. Just for slow sake. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants us to get it right. But it's for us as well to understand that if he gives us grace and mercy every day, we're meant to extend it to others. Because again, you never know who you're going to impact. And so um, let me read this last scripture to you. of 1 Corinthians chapter um, you know what? Yeah, let's go to first Corinthians chapter three. Um, actually, hold on guys. Let me take a sip of water real quick. Okay. So actually, uh, not first Corinthians chapter three, go to, uh, first Corinthians 13. I'm sorry. And let's read here from the new living translation. And you guys probably see at the top, if you're reading with me in your Bible, love is the greatest. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I won't only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. Yep. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Pause right there. We see this time, time again. We see people in, in the church and in the world who will sacrifice things, who will give money to the poor, who may even mutilate their body for the sake of God. I mean, who are able to speak in, in in multiple languages or speak in tongues, who um, are given the gift of prophecy and are able to understand God's secret plans, who have amazing faith and yet no love, no measure of love. You see it when you enter into the building sometimes or the churches. 
All these people have these important titles and names in the church and, and whatnot, but no love, no love. And so your impact is mean spirited, is bitterness, is hatred, is evil, is gossiping. That's, that's what people, that's what you're impressing on people who walk through the door. And so God is saying this, this is one of the most important chapters in the Bible because it's talking about God's love for us and the way we're meant to love others. Verse four, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, and is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then when we see everything with perfect clarity, all that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. If we're going to be the God, God's ambassadors in the earth, the king's ambassadors in the earth, we've got to leave an impression of love. How will they know who we believe in? God's name means love, agape, love. We have to love one another just as Christ first loved us. That doesn't mean that we have to like their sin. It doesn't mean that we have to like what people are doing or how they're treating us. No, you pray for that. You, you could dislike, the Bible even says hate what is wrong, but hold tightly to what is good. There is good in almost every person and you speak life to the good thing. You speak words of encouragement to the good thing. You hold on to the good thing. Even if in the midst of the bad thing is happening, you don't look towards that. You look towards the good, choosing to love what is good and despising what is bad. And what is bad, you pray about it and you give it to God. But love covers a multitude of sins. It conquers all. That's how we leave an impression and we impact this world. Love, 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 love. And so I love you all. I'm going to end it there. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give it shalom. Give his peace. Take care. Bye now.